and gents, welcome back once again to the Wrist Cheese Radio Podcast, your home for horological hot takes, taboo topics, and often unpopular watch opinions. Joining me on episode 112 is none other <laughs> than my good friend, Mr. Schmidt. Schmitty, what's cracking, bud? You know, man, just uh, happy to be alive, happy to be recording another episode with you, and uh, back in the saddle, so loving it. Happy 112. Yes, sir, 112 it is. Uh, we've got a bunch of, well, we got some news. We got some new stuff. We got an NWA. We've got Oof. a whole bunch of things. So I guess we'll uh, kick this off. I'm sure everybody saw Mr. Brock Purdy was wearing a Black Bay to the Super Bowl. Kind yes. of inter- I said peculiar choice, right? I mean, I, I know he's not making a ton of money. He's still on a league minimum contract. That'll change. Oh, no doubt. I mean, he's going to get change. signed. He's going to get signed long term by San Fran and he'll make a ton of money and he can upgrade, but it's just, it's an interesting choice. I think like, I, I always wonder how a guy like that winds up there. Like, does he roll into the watch shop? And he's like Rolex. And they're like, this is a, you know, an expensive yeah. watch. And he's like, I, I don't have that yet. <laughs> I, I don't think it's so much as that as I honestly thought it was more so the team colors. It is. It's a, yeah, it's a burgundy. They're, well, if you think about the old school, if yeah, if you think about like the old school like San Fran logo, right? You had kind of like that old gold, white, and then you know the maroon or the burgundy, right? So if you kind of extrapolate that into the Tudor Black Bay with the gilt markers and little gold accents, the white on the loom, the burgundy of the bezel, I think it's kind of more the team color rather than like oh, this is an inexpensive watch for the quarterback, you know. No, I mean I don't I'm not saying he cannot afford a Rolex. I'm saying that <laughs> given his his salary and things, you, you might just be like, ah, you know what? I'll go with this four thousand dollar option. Seems nice. Seems fiscally right? you get responsible. The the salesman sells up the you know, this is a, a Rolex offshoot. You know they're yeah, it, yeah, it's just yeah. as good, right? It's just as good as a Rolex. That's what that's what they all tell you when you walk in, right? So <laughs> I could see somebody who's maybe not in the know getting I don't want to say swindled. It's not swindled, but uh, steered, steered aside in that regard. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, yeah. it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. So I, I, I wonder in that. Re- I just wonder how you arrive there in that way. Like, did he? Did somebody put him onto that? They're like, hey, this, this could be a good look for you. Or was he like, let me just stroll in here and see what's good? Or you know, I mean, if you remember, I think it was when Zach Wilson, the Jets, well, he's backup now. Uh, when he got signed, he actually went up with a Hulk through Watchbox or a Kermit through Watchbox for the mm. draft. Yeah, yeah, which was interesting. But I, you know, it just it, I always wonder how people get to where they end up in that respect. Yeah, you, you never know. You never know, and it's unless they end up on uh, talking watches with Houdinki or something like that. You'll never really know kind of the the background or the starting point, if you will. Yeah, but. Um, you know, regardless, it's, it's kind of cool to see that somebody who's, you know, very relevant right now, especially in sports, especially in the NFL, unfortunately, they didn't win the Super Bowl. But, uh, you know, he did a, a, a pretty decent job of of, of keeping it close, um, which I think was more than what people expected. And uh, I enjoyed the game, even though it was a couple of weeks, weeks ago now, but uh, it was fun. Good watch choices and happy for Patrick Mahomes. But I would have been happier for a rock. So, yeah, no, great game. I mean, you had OT. Can't really ask for more than that in a Super Bowl close game. Yeah, yeah. Although there was some weird stuff with like, 
like the downs changing. I don't know if you caught like any of the videos on this. Like, the, you know, I saw that, and I, think I don't know was, what to make of it. From what I looked like, at, I whatever. think it was just an error on the part of either the. I think it was an error on the guy on on the TV end. Maybe he was like cycling through and and went to the wrong one, and then he got caught yeah. in between. But, um, yeah. But it's, you know what? It's, it's funny that happened. That happens every Super Bowl. Though. You'd be so surprised. There's always some tinfoil hat guy who will rewatch <laughs> the tape in super slow-mo and count the he'll try to match the match the seconds to the seconds running off the clock saying somebody's yeah, cooking yeah. the clock or somebody you know to keep to let tom Brady get down the field to kick the field goal to win the game like there's always one of those <laughs> and it's always on youtube and and, and the comment section is always rowdy so it's uh it was like i said it was a good game you know i'm happy for the for the chiefs they did it again like i said can't really against pat mahomes at this point he's just a yeah, yeah. stud of studs i mean he's yeah. he, you know they, they said tom brady would never we know dude ever do, do it again and here he is mm-hmm. just walking the walk it's unbelievable yeah. it really is three by 28 three rings it's, by 28 it's i mean like, here's the thing though like where do you go from here he's got to go for the old he's got to try to beat brady's all-time record that's what he has i mean 100 100 and we're he's not already past most people for sure and well, we're not a if you're lucky, you get podcast, one. But it's just like, yeah. I mean, again, if, that's the thing. Like, if you're lucky to get one, right? right? If you're if you're really lucky, you get two. Like the Manning brothers each have two. Yeah, yeah. You know, Drew Brees only got one. Yeah. Aaron yeah. Rodgers, I think, only got one. It's crazy. So you think that's, about this guy's kid has three. He's twenty eight, barring crazy injuries and or like disaster of some kind. I mean, his his uh. His entourage has some weird stuff going on in it, including his yeah, brother. But yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's just crazy little, to think about. Um, brother's a little weird, that's for sure. Eh, TikTokers, you know. <laughs> what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? <laughs> anyways, gonna do? anyways, it was a good game. We we got to see some some watch stuff. Um, something interesting I came across after at the end of our last episode, we we kind of had a quick brush over uh, watches and wonders potential stuff. And, uh, you know, I always mentioned, I mentioned how, so every year we predict Coke, Coke bezel, Coke bezel, GMT, maybe might be this, this might be the year somebody, you know, some sleuth on the, the interweb, uh, saw that there's a patent out by Rolex for a bezel and given, I guess the pigments used, it cannot make Pepsi colors. It can make red. And, ba- and basically what, what the person broke it down to is that the way that these colors develop, it can either make a Coke bezel or you're going to get something like a blue and brownish, goldish or some kind of color. Yeah. yeah so you, yeah. I think we're going to get some kind of an interesting looking GMT. It, it, Who yeah, knows? I, I saw this. Uh, it was, uh, I think it was Nicoloy that on Instagram that, that really kind of found the U.S. patent and, and good for him because... Bro, you got a lot of time on your hands, and you can do it. So go forth with God and do it. Yeah, boy. Um, but uh, I'll say this: I mean, it's it's an interesting thing. It totally makes sense, though, <clears throat> because what a lot of people don't realize about how the Pepsi bezel is created is it's not actually two different colors of ceramic. Yeah, I heard heard it's, about this. Yeah, so that's why when you hit it with UV light, it turns like all magenta. Yep. yep. It's because like I don't know which is the base color, um, if it's the red or if it's the blue, but whatever they do is they start out with a singular color and then they'll basically chemically treat the other half of the bezel to change to that respective color. So that's why when you look at um, the the scales on exactly the, the 3 o'clock and the 9 o'clock position, kind of where the blue and the, and the red meet, 
if you take a high, high power magnification and look at it, it's not a crisp delineation between the two colors. I have seen that. Yep. It, it bleeds yeah, into it's, the it's, other. It's a rough transition. Yep. It's a rough transition, right? And that's why they were only able to do the, um, the, you know, the standard colorations for so many years is because it was too difficult to produce that transition um, in in two different types of ceramic. Now, you know, you get you guys know where I lie in terms of loyalties to brands. Uh, Omega was actually the first company in history to do this in ceramic, where they were able to do two different types of ceramic in the same bezel, baked at the same time. What uh, reference um, was that in? This was the white and black Planet Ocean GMT. Okay. So where if you were to take it and break it in half, as it's been explained to me, you would see white and then you would see black in the cross section. Whereas, you know, it's the other one is a modified bezel. It's the same color all the way through, then they treat it and it changes the color. So the surface, yeah, okay. So it's more of a surface treatment, exactly. And if you were to take the bezel out, it's going to be the singular color on the other side, right? Right, if you flipped it over, yeah. Exactly. So that's why it was very difficult. And they could only do certain colors like black to blue because they're very similar in in that color transition, right? The red and the blue were very difficult. And that's why when you look at some of the Mark One uh, Pepsis, the red is almost like a magenta color. It's like a purpley red. Whereas now the later evolutions are more of a stark, like Pepsi red. The fuchsia as the, yeah, yeah, exactly. As the, yeah. As the boys call it, the fuchsia. Yeah. Exactly. And that <laughs> you was pay more because, for that now. <laughs> yeah, you do. But that was because they could they hadn't quite perfected it enough that it was it was the right coloration. And it took a few more years of development for that to really come full for full force to be the true red that we have now. So it's gonna be interesting. Um, like you said, based on the patents, it indicates that maybe it would be a red black or and some people think maybe a gray black. At this point, man, I don't care. <laughs> what, what, what's going to happen is going to happen. And there's nothing you and I are going to do or predict or say or whatever. And everyone's getting all riled up with the predictions right now, which we'll probably talk about later. But it's, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's interesting to see well, what I'm, they're going to do. I'm not hopping on any wait lists, but I need this meme fodder, my friend. <laughs> I mean, that's true. That is 100% <laughs> true. I am definitely not hopping on any wait list, especially not now. I'm a little, uh, I'm a little watch hold out right now. Yes, yes, we'll get to that momentarily, if you will. Um, another fun piece of news. I don't know if you saw Marky Mark is rocking a Norcane. I did, I did. I mean, I think everybody's probably seen it by now, but he wears a skeletonized wild one with the turquoise accents. Pretty neat. I mean, interesting choice, certainly by him. I know he's a big watch head as far as he's got some really, really... But he's got like high-end yeah, stuff. Yeah, high-end like really, stuff. Really, I mean, really it, it's stuff. a watch that's up his alley as far yeah, as design yeah. goes. I think that's where probably it hit for him. But, I mean, you know, you see him with all the rare stuff. I want to say mean, he, he has a... Tiffany Nautilus, I, I think he, he's he's got everything, bro. But yeah, he's he has everything. all the sick stuff, all the new heat he always has, and then so to see him with that, it's definitely an interesting choice. I mean, it's it's clearly up his aesthetic alley. Look, look, man, everybody needs a beater. Okay, <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, think of it this way, right? Like most of us would not consider a six thousand dollar watch or whatever the the wild one is. Because I know it's on the upper end of, of yeah. Norkin's price point. You know, they're not going to, you know, we wouldn't really consider that a beater. But I mean, when you're wearing, you know, half a million dollar watches, like you, you, you need something a little bit more low key 
that uh, yeah, you wipe cool. your ass and, with six thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. And I mean, I'll, I'm going to be honest. With you, I'm not throwing shade at Norcane by any stretch, right? Yeah. So it's fifty-seven ninety on the website. So six thousand, right? Yep. Uh, I'm not throwing any shade to them. Good, good placement for them, whether organic or inorganic. Uh, and I'll give a shout out to 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 Catlin. Um, hey, Catlin. Yeah, her and her team. I, I don't know if they made this happen or if it was just an organic thing where Marky bought this watch and started wearing it. To me, that's how it kind of seemed, at least on social media, because like all of a sudden it was everywhere. And the one thing I thought was interesting is he did that. He did that late night uh, interview show. I think it was with what uh, uh, Colbert. Colbert, right? And then I saw him like a few days later, like golfing, and he was still wearing the watch. I did see that. Yeah, I was like, okay, so he's so it's not just like they put this on him to wear on the. It Colbert wasn't a product show. placement. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, and and it very well could have been, but the difference is typically a product placement is like they're gonna wear that one watch for that one specific yeah. moment. This was a couple days later, and he was still wearing the watch in something completely unrelated to what he was doing on the. And it was show. kind of a like a candid photo. It wasn't really like it wasn't a staged photo. No, it, was a, yeah. it was it was a, it was him driving a golf club on an iPhone. <laughs> like there was nothing like fancy about this photo um but it was a cool moment for for norcane certainly and great great marketing regardless i mean if you go to their page right now the first watch that pops up on their website is the turquoise wild one as it should i mean as it should be and <laughs> and to be honest with you of all the ones that they produce all the watches that they produce that one always has been my favorite um i think it was featured towards the end of summer last year and I know we talked about it at one point in time. I just think it's a cool watch. I think it's a sexy watch. If I was looking for something that was, you know, all of the Hublot vibe, something very like Miami South Beach, but I wasn't going to drop $25,000 to get something like that. Yeah. That's a really a novelty type of watch. This is, this is perfect. Like, yeah. It gives you a little avant-garde option. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's skeletonized. Like, who doesn't love a skeletonized watch? Yeah, so pretty cool. And uh yeah, if it was if that was organic, honestly, it's a re that's a really cool moment. Like I, I would be I would imagine that it was. I mean, there's very few things that, that are inorganic these days. And uh, you know, a lot of people want authenticity, they want originality, and you know, him wearing it, even if it wasn't an organic placement like he did he he did do something with the stylus to get that watch even if that's the case what a hell of a get for for norcane yeah for sure because i sure. know that those things are not easy all right speaking of new watches do you want to share your new watch arrival with the folks no i'm just gonna <laughs> you gonna let it simmer <laughs> just gonna listen no 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 we, uh, we talked about this we hinted at the uh last time we recorded so I'll talk about it now. Um, I've had the watch for week and a half-ish, I think officially or so, something like that. Um, but I was very fortunate to to finally get a very hot watch that even still to this day, two years after its original launch, um, is still next to impossible to, to track down and locate. But uh, I was able to snag me a brand new um, Aquaterra Terracotta. From the 38 shades collection that came out in 22 but was really hitting the market last year in 23 right so um so yeah that's my that's my new big hit 
Uh, and I don't know, man. It's that's the forty-one, yeah. Uh, thirty-eight. Oh, that's in thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. Yeah, they nice. only they only made the shades in thirty-eight. I couldn't remember. I know they only made them in one size. I couldn't remember. I figured it was forty-one because yeah. that seems to be like the going rate these days. It it is the going size for that's all why the, that's all the new all the new Aquaterras are are normally in in the forty-one size, but this one, the shades collection. Actually, I don't even know if we talked about this yet. Omega launched a thirty-eight millimeter Aquatero with the green dial. Um, so we had the forty-one before. But now there's a 38 millimeter reference with the olive green dial and on bracelet or on rubber strap. Interesting. It was a quiet release that nobody really saw, but it's on the website. You can find it. So if you liked the 41 in green, now you can get in 38 in green. Um, but the shades, man, like I love it. I can't stop looking at it. I think it's so cool. I have a an older Aquaterra um, from the when was this one? Probably. I've had it for 10 years. So I would have gotten this around 2012, 2013-ish, somewhere around there. Night and day difference, man. <laughs> like literally the difference between 10 years of development from Omega. I mean, you would is, hope. Is, I mean, you, you would hope, right? But it's, it's literally like night and day. Like all the things that I had that were complaints about my previous version, I don't have the same complaints about this version. I mean, the dial is insane. The red is amazing. It's a the beautiful high polish. Oh, man. I'm in love with the watch. I'm absolutely in love with the watch. And I didn't think I would go back to a 38. Like, I was like, ah, you know what? That was the biggest regret that I had when I got my first Aquaterra. I was like, ah, I should have got the 41. And, like, now that everything's trending back, it's like, no, this is... This 38 is right. kind of feels right. Yeah. It was right. It was right. It was the right call. It's a cool color. Like, you can only get it in this thing. I've never seen really any of them in the wild. And, I mean, just being able to get it was just, like, crazy, crazy, crazy. So, very fortunate. Very happy. Um, if you have the opportunity to snag one yourself, go do it. The shades are amazing. So, do it. Very nice. Congratulations, my friend. Thank you. All right, so let's get into new stuff, and we could start off with someone who's got plenty of new and interesting shades, and that is Baltic. Oof. It's been a hot minute since we heard from them. Yeah, but they come back, and they come back swinging. Dude. Yeah, I got to check their stuff out a little bit at Wind Up, but now we have a new watch called the Prismic. Oh, it's so good. It's a small seconds. I guess you'd say this was a cocktail-style watch, right? it's really reminiscent of like 40s and 50s paddocks yeah that's kind of yeah i get that vibe you know it's 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 very like classically paddock um in certain design attributes but you know baltic they always have to put their spin on everything and i think the prismic is is literally the perfect the perfect rendition of this you get a small seconds i believe this one is actually a salita movement if i'm not mistaken uh hand wound caliber but on an integrated mesh bracelet, which just bangs, or you can get it like in a classic, like almost like pebble grain leather strap. Yeah. Um, but the colors, man, they are phenomenal. You have like a dark emerald green. You have this beautiful like royal purple. Yep. And kind of like this coppery salmon dial, and then almost like an ice blue. Yes. Oh, dude, I you. Know, at, at this point, I don't know which one I like more, to be honest with you. The dials are so dynamic. There's a lot of uh, guilloche here. 
you have a lot of textural elements and then i love the fact that the hour markers are pyramids. pyramid yep oh man it's it, it just it just wins like it, it literally just wins like if you were on the fence and you're like you know what dress watches are coming back i want something unique and special run don't walk to buy this watch like this is the one to get this watch it, it, it's amazing yeah, and so like we talked about, a lot of geometry going on. You've got small seconds. You've got pyramid markers. You've got a lot of sharp edges going on. I like the fact between the pyramid markers and the integrated mesh, this is definitely a throwback, even though it's uh, somewhat of a it's supposed to be a, an up-to-date release, but this is definitely a bit of a throwback. But I like it a lot in that regard. Yeah. And uh, Really not bad. I mean, it comes in at 990 euros, so it's going to be around a thousand some odd dollars. A little bit on Very the high affordable. end of their price range, but overall in watches, that's not terrible. But again, it's an upgraded movement too. So before, you know, Baltic kept their prices down because they were using Chinese movements. But if yeah, this but is even what then, I think they were six hundred bucks, seven hundred bucks, something like that. Yeah, but I mean, again, it it makes sense. Like if you're doing a better finished watch, and you're doing a better quality movement it's going to increase a little bit but to do it let's say let's say it's eleven hundred dollars us okay that's still hamilton range yes it's still tiso range you know what i mean there's a lot of swiss brands that are in that and i think it's i think it's a fair price i really do and we should say this is a 36 millimeter watch 20 mil lugs Sapphire 30 meters water resistance. Kiyoshe. Yeah. So this is it's it's gonna be a little dressy. If you're if you're not a dress watch person, this might be on the little dressy side for you. But uh but I think it's nice. I think I think the colors mm -hmm. are really nice. I think they I think they did it right not doing like a black and a white and a gray. Like I think these are these I are mean, snazzy. Just, just lean it lean into the Yeah, lean they into did the that. Color, they, they, they definitely did that. <laughs> they did one hundred percent. And I mean, for me, I'm just going to say this. Like, if I was going to buy one right now, I'd probably buy the purple. Like, Purple's why nice. not? Like, why not? Like, I, I own a red dot watch now. You know, like, once you once you go with, like, a full color like that, like, why not make all your watches colorful? Yeah. Well, I guess that's kind of where, that's kind of where the industry's been for a hot minute. It, I mean, it has. Yeah. And for good reason. You know, this is going to be that golden era that we're going to look back on in five to ten years when everything goes back to silver and black and we're going to be like, man. This is going to be the uh, the Stella era. <laughs> exactly. It's like, man, remember when we had purple dials? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the truth. That's the truth. Uh, so speaking of everything being black and silver, uh, Zen has some new watches out. <laughs> oh, God. Um, we got a bunch <laughs> of new U50s. These are the U50 Hydro. They are oil-filled. And Yay. for those who don't know, that beefs up your water resistance significantly. Um, the U50 normally is 500 meters. These go to 5,000 meters because we definitely need that. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, these are quartz movements. They are Ronda quartz. Um, you and I talked about this before. We think it's to keep the thickness of this watch down. Uh, it still comes yeah. in under 12 millimeters um it's the 41 millimeter case that we're used to and they come in around 2400 to 3400 depending on what configuration you get there's a 
a fabric strap. There's a fully tegumented bracelet. Um, yeah, so you know they usually give you some different some different choices. Uh, I I don't really like the hydro on the dial. I hate it. I hate it. I think it's a horrible choice. Yeah. But I think that they had to do that there to differentiate it enough from everything else. Because literally before we got on there, before we got on the podcast, before we hit record, I was like, what changed? Yeah, Can you just make it like the U50H, like just a little lowercase I, H? I mean, <laughs> you would think, right? There's a better way to do it than said, like, we're going to put hydro in, you know, block letters and we're going to underline it and uh, uh, and superscript it, right? Like, it's just going to be like two lines. I just keep thinking, hell, hydro. <laughs> I'm just like, it, it's just silly. It's just silly to me. With certain things like that, and we'll talk about this later too with the with, with Yama's release, but there's certain things like, just put it on the case pack. Like we don't yeah, need or just give a give a little dial. subtle nod on the front. Just you can give a little little one. Little Yeah. It's you just, know? I mean, come on, man. Like there's so many better ways to do this. Like this is not the two thousands anymore. We don't need to use our dials as real estate for marketing. Use the case back. It'll be okay, I promise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I definitely agree on this one. Uh, a little <laughs> subtlety would have gone a long way. Yeah. And, but you know it's just in terms of design overall i mean sin is very i mean we think rolex is conservative like zin doesn't even change anything i had to ask you like if these watches were actually new and you're no, like yes the, they, uh, have, they have oil inside of them i'm like okay yeah they kind of just change up different configurations like even this one it has the same handset as the u50 the, the, uh, like the flig like the fliggers like the pilots and stuff yeah but the the more recent u50s that came out not the pro it was the ones with the funny i think it was the titanium ones okay they came out with this handset the one that you're you, you know you're typically used to the lego hands on yeah, um, yeah the yeah, u yeah. series which i'm a big fan of i like the lego hands Th- those hands are cool those hands are cool i will Personal. give them that it's like the one that we see here on the on the super luminova dial right and that is the the extra bonus one that we got uh there's a u50 500 piece limited edition it is a full loom dial, which is it's kind of neat. It's a little monochromatic. It's black. It's white, and that's all you get. I mean, that, that get one the... hits. That one hits. <laughs> no, you know it's how cool. I feel about it's loom definitely dials. cool. Yeah, we're, we've been on that on that kick for a hot <laughs> minute now. But this one's a, a limited edition. Comes in at thirty four ninety. Uh, and uh, I was the T fifty. That was the name of the of the lim- the last one I was talking about. The T fifty. Gotcha, gotcha. Not the U fifty. Um, but yeah, this one gives you Lego hands. It gives you. Loom dial, everything else is jet black. <laughs> black case, black bra- bracelet, black markers, black bezel. Yep, 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 yep. But it gives you that cool night diver look, which we're, we're a big fan of. So I can't, I don't hate it. I like it better no, than the other. No. Th- I like it better than the other three Zens. <laughs> yes, I agree with that 100%. And this one is 100%. indeed automatic. This comes with the, the Salita SW300, I believe. Yeah, SW300. Yeah, that's, yep. right. that's right. So. I mean, I'm for it. I mean, if I was going to pick any of these four, it would definitely be the Loom Dial. I think it's the nicest looking one. I love the H-Link braces that Zen has always characteristically done. Um, and you know how I feel about Loom Dials. I'm a huge sucker for them. This would be my pick for sure. Mm-hmm. The the oil-filled watches, honestly, man, I could I could give two craps about. Like, it's a novelty. It's a, it's I mean, a, it's a water, re- point. Water, water resistance, you know amazing 5,000 meters is not a small feat especially given the thickness of this at yeah. under 12 like that in and of itself is an engineering marvel the biggest concern is serviceability 
because for me, you have to think about like, can any normal watchmaker change the battery on this, or is all the oil going to come out? Mm-hmm. Or like, what what are the what are the criteria here to to do this? Because I know that they'll use like oil a lot on like depth gauges and different types of equipment for measuring things underwater because of its pressure integrity. Basically, you're adding another thing that the pressure can't squeeze against. Because in typical watches, it's just a crystal. Well, if the crystal's compromised, then it's going to go right through. But now that has something else that's not quite as vis is 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 not quite as viscous as water. That acts as an, another barrier for the crystal to, to, for the pressure to push against the crystal, the crystal to push against the oil, and that helps to disperse the load of the pressure. So, it's it's a cool engineering thing. It's just like in a watch, is it basically useless? Yeah. Not sure if it's practical. Definitely not practical at all. Definitely not practical. Yeah. Although I will say this, the oil also allows you to view the dial from any angle. Oh, that's cool. Because even if you're looking at it like straight on like this, but you're looking at it at this side profile, the oil will actually enlarge the the markers. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it can kind of give it a little bit more legibility underwater. Yeah, my uh, my father was in the car industry, and back when I was graduating high school, was the big uh, like upgrade your car, pimp my ride phase. Oh, and so I was like, oh, this is cool stuff. Like, oh, man, like definitely upgrade like you know i had like a honda civic that was like a perfect like car to mod out and he's like listen the more cute stuff you put on your car the more stuff can break and the more that needs to be repaired and that's yep i i sometimes take that approach with watches where i'm like ooh, this is a good point <laughs> yeah i mean and think of it this way look what happened to all those pimp my red cars like a year after they it were, did, well like, did you ever and- see there was like a, a revisit to it and like apparently they just did shoddy work and like just made yeah, the outside the, look good or just <laughs> yeah it looks good for the camera and then you're the owner driving this car around and you're like spoilers are falling off and everything's like rushed and your paint is peeling because they didn't actually put a clear coat on it before they finish you know airing the show and it, it was a disaster for these people man it's like it's like when they used to do like you know extreme home makeover and they would like yeah. rebuild your entire house in a, in like a day it's like how much like I know how long paint takes to dry, bro. <laughs> like, there's no way you can do this in that accelerated amount of time. It's just not. Yeah. It's not feasible. Yeah. Good meat ain't cheap. Cheap meat ain't good. Yes, <laughs> that is true. All right. Uh, moving on to one that is uh, somewhat relevant to our last episode. Uh, Tiso has partnered up with Damian Lillard. For those of you who don't know, he is the point guard of the Milwaukee Bucks. He plays with Breitling Ambassador Giannis. Atenacumpo, and uh, he's got his own PRX now. Um, yep. you know, it's perhaps not the household name that we were debating about last time, but uh, if you know the NBA or you're familiar with his sort of uh, moniker, whether it be through Space Jam or whatever, his little shtick is his name is Damien. He goes his his gimmick is Dame Time. So instead of game time it's dame time and he points to his wrist he hits a big shot game winner you know hits something from the logo or from half court cuz the dude has insane range he pulls up and he gives mm-hmm. you a little he, he points to his wrist and so that is on the case back here and it's got it's got sort of his silhouette with lillard carved out of it and so you get that on the case back you get his sort of uh his little d monogram on the counterweight of the second hand which we all know you like very much <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You love counterweights, we know. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. 
<laughs> but it's a dreaded counterweight. Yeah, it's a it's a gold PRX with a Powermatic 80 black dial with some uh, a little waffle action going on there. Um, overall, it's a handsome watch. Yeah, it's, I, I, it's I would a little agree. gimmicky, but it's it's handsome. It's definitely a little gimmicky, but I mean, the the integration of the Damian Lillard aspect of the watch is pretty subtle. I mean, again, like. The, well, the, here they 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 took your advice and put it on the case back. <laughs> it, it, exactly, that's all I'm asking, man. It, it, it's okay to have it. I mean, even the little D, which would normally be a little bit much for me, I could always do without it. But I understand it, and it's a subtle enough aspect of the design of the watch that I don't feel it's super prominent, you know. And then like the whole case back thing with the with the Dame time, uh, you know, it was integrated well. They give you like a little relief under the crystal. I think it's cool because it, you know, he's pointing to his watch. So it's about time. I think that all of that makes sense. Okay, I'll give it to them, right? I can overlook this. But plus, again, it's a, it's a it's a it's a Tiso. All right, it's not twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, buying a Tiso like this at you know under nine hundred dollars, I can do with a little bit more creative license because I don't feel so bad about spending nine hundred dollars. You know, it's a different thing when it's like a nine thousand dollar watch or twenty thousand dollar watch. You're like, oh, it's uh it's got Black Panther on it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. I wonder if Le- LeBron will pull up on one of these. <laughs> I mean, you know what's also funny too? It's like it's like the perfect low key hype watch because you know, if you're thinking about like the crowd that Damian Lillard is in, he's obviously around dudes who are rocking solid gold APs and Nautiluses and all that kind of stuff. And it's just like a low key, like gold PRX. And somehow from a distance, it fits perfectly within that whole mantra. Well, you know what else, though? Like we, we kind of reference every once in a while, you know, not everybody's doing great economically. Yeah. This this is a nice offering for maybe somebody who is not in the know, maybe not into watches even, but they see something that looks like this at a price that's not outrageous. Yeah. And they say, yeah, I could get into that. That's that that looks nice. I could I could rock that, you know? So and I and believe it, I think it was what was it? What was it? The first hundred people got an autograph box with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I heard cool. that. I, I thought that was cool too. You know, it's like he signed the boxes individually. He only did a hundred, which is cool, you know, and the first hundred people that buy this watch will get a Damian Lillard signed box, which I think is awesome. Why not? You know? Plus, you know, at the end of the day, you're getting a PRX. Everyone loves this watch. 80 hour power reserve. This is the upgraded version now with the different hairspring that uh, Swatch Group has been using in these lower watches. It makes it anti-magnetic to some degree. I mean, it, it's not a slouch of a watch either, you know? So it's good to see that. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Moving along, uh, Volcane has brought back the Grand Prix. Uh, it's a, I believe this is a 36 millimeter watch. It's a little dress watch, got a pretty basic dial on it. Yeah, time only, not even a date. Um, Doesn't have to have it, you know. No, no, no. It's just... But but this is actually a uh, a cheaper offering for them. Recently, I mean, most of their stuff is in the three four thousand dollar range. This one comes yeah. in around fourteen hundred euro, so not terrible. It's a thirty nine millimeter watch, twelve point seven thick, um, and uh, yeah, it's it apparently it it goes back to some story about. Back in Spain, they had some exposition, and and the king 
uh, presented it with a a Grand Prix honor, which is why it's called the Grand Prix. And Grand Prix. Uh, yeah, so you get silver dial, champagne dial, black dial. That's kind of all there is to it. But at least they, they give you a little bit of a, a more affordable option. Whereas, like I said, most of their stuff, the crickets have all come out pretty expensive. Yeah, for sure. So. And, and, and it makes sense too, right? It's just the complexity of making that movement. Yeah. I mean, this is a very simple time only, no date. Like you said, champagne, black dial, silver dial, very madman esque. Yep. It's a cool watch, very legible from a zombie brand that's really starting to resurrect itself into something. I think it's a nice offering at a very decent price point. That's all it, I'm going to say about it. Yeah, it's nice. I don't, I don't disagree with any of, uh, I don't dislike any of the color dial variations. I think they're executed well. Uh, my personal favorite is probably the champagne. Yeah, it's it's, just, a, it's a good color. Just because it's a little bit more punchy, it's a little bit more low key in the yeah. sense that it's on a like a calf brown strap. Yeah, and I think it's, it fits it fits this time period. Yeah, it just reads more casual to me, but the color is more punchy. Um, but they they just look nice. It's just simple and classic and clean and timeless. Yeah. We, well, the we story goes. The story goes back timeless. to the '30s, so that that makes a lot of sense. So these yeah. are very classic in that regard. Yeah, for sure. It's just good looking. And my my uh, my first Swiss watch was a Volcane, and this reminds me quite heavily of that. Although mine is a manual one, did not not automatic. But yep. here we are. Here we are. All right, uh, Citizen is uh, rehashing their Suyosa line. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, that is the 40 millimeter Citizen that I'm sure you've seen everywhere. Uh, kind of has the shades action going on its own. They offer it in basically every color now. I mean, even yeah. super flamey orange to green <laughs> to everything. I think there's a camouflage. I think there's a camouflage dial now. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. But now they're giving you a small second with a very complex pattern dial. I mean, really, really nice for for yeah. the price you're paying. This is a uh, quite a little work of art here, and they come in. 359 379 euros so a little probably 400 plus but we all know you can get these a little cheaper than that which is always nice um but yeah they're they're really nice textured dials with small seconds uh i've seen blue i've seen yellow i think there's a green i've seen also um, uh -huh, again uh -huh. gray i've seen a gray so uh really nice for the price you know kind of your your entry level sort of sport watch look um, and they've been really, they've been killing it in this, in this little arena of theirs. Like they've been trying to make these affordables really fun. And, and I saw them come on with like the yellow originally a lot of people mm -hmm. had, and you know, they, they released a, a bright pastel blue. So a lot of people got that one, but they're, yep, they're, yep, they've yep. got everything. I mean, they've got every single color. So, you know, if you're looking yeah, for something, this... maybe a little more on the fun side, a little more affordable, or if you don't have a sort of dressy sporty watch uh you want to get into something for a good price i mean this this could be it and it's an automatic you know not all citizens are are automatic a lot of them are eco drive or whatever these are automatic so it's uh it's a nice little find and again it's it's something fun at a a, a very agreeable price point so yeah for sure for sure and and you're right you can get camo i did not know yeah, that was a thing that. <laughs> but it is there yeah I, I will say this though it's it's a nice it's a nicer kind of variation of camo because it's all shades of green yeah it's not there's no like, brown and yeah. yeah it's not like brown and tan and it's like what are we doing here 
Uh, but dude, the fiery sunburst orange. You dude, saw that? Yeah, it's oh, nice. Oh man, cool. that is. It's literally like Gatorade orange. Yeah, like, like if, you, if like you were a fan of the orange, if you were a fan of the coral op and didn't want to jump through all those hoops and just want something that looks like it, like that, that looks enough like it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Good, get good choices, and thickness is good. Movement is good. I mean, it's a citizen. It's gonna work forever, basically. Yeah. And now the the they have leather strap options because I'm looking at the gray one. Yep, integrated leather. One, it's an integrated leather. How about that? That's probably my favorite of the new um the new dial variant. You like the gray? I do. I I just think it's different enough. Like if I if I owned uh, a previous version of the Suyosa and I was like, "Oh, crap, they just came out with these new colorways." Like because the other ones were only ever sold on a bracelet, I could see myself buying that one on the leather strap. Yeah, okay. Makes sense. You know, you have something a little bit more subdued and you have something a little bit more punchy um that would make that would make sense for me personally. Alrighty, moving to the opposite end of the price spectrum. Um, this is a fun one. I'm sure you're enjoying very much. Uh, Omega <laughs> yes, has released yes. the Constellation, which is a watch that we're very fond of, and our entire friends group is. Uh, our whiskey and watches friends were a little little bent out of shape. We didn't shout them out because they they love the Connie as much as anybody. But it's all good. It's all love. Uh, well, we're shouting them out now, right? Yeah, there you go. That's right. Make amends, <laughs> but uh, but these all have meteorite dials, and these look so good. Th these are some of the better meteorite dials I've ever seen. Like these are very crispy. They are nicely. Uh, I don't know what you want to call them striated, if you will. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's just very, very nice detailing on the dials. I I'm a, a very big fan. I mean, they're the the gold ones, the moonshine, and the Sedna both look really good to me. I'm I'm. You know, if I had that kind of dough, I'd be all over that. Um, the blue yeah, is really yeah. nice. The green is really nice. The black bezel is really nice. Um, you know, they made some ladies models as they always do. Mm -hmm. But uh, why don't why don't you talk us through what you know about this? Because I'm sure you know probably as much as anybody. I mean, it's it's a it was a quiet release from Omega. It wasn't yeah. really done with kind of like out. a lot of fanfare. Um, but what I'm excited to see just just off the cuff is. The integration of a cool dial into kind of a more mainstream collection um, and not making it limited or specialty or rare in any way. It's just like, hey, we're producing these with meteorite dials now. They come in all of these different flavors. Um, I think it's a bold choice. It's certainly a cool one. Um, as far as I as far as I know, though, this is we talked a little bit about this before with meteorites. Um, I I don't know the exact composition of this one. I've heard a lot of conflicting information. Even the the Omega website has a little bit of a of a conflicting information concerning what type of meteorite this is. Um, and and uh, from what I can gather, it's the the Moana Lista meteorite from Sweden, which has a different type of striated pattern than your traditional kind of like Gibeon meteorite, okay. which is used in you know the Omega Speedmasters and and Relics GMT Masters things like that. Um, you know, uh, JLC master controls, so on and so forth. Everyone's used a Gibeon meteorite. The problem with, with with Gibeon, so I've heard or I've read rather, is that it has an extremely high iron content, which makes it not suitable to be used for anti-magnetic watches. Okay, which totally goes against Omega, right? Because yeah, that's, that's like their that's their big stick, right? Like yep. we make anti-magnetic watches. So from what I'm gathering here and what I've kind of done a little bit of preliminary research on is the Moana Lista has very similar windman statin pattern, which is the the crystalline structure of the actual meteorite, the strided pattern that you see on the dial. 
Um, it has very similar windman satin patterns, but I think it has a different iron composition that makes it suitable that it can be used on an anti-magnetic watch. Because all of these are master chronometers or they're quartz. So um, we're seeing kind of the first integration of meteorite into a different type of movement that can be resistant to magnetism, which to me is kind of cool. Um, it's a little bit nerdy, but um, I can certainly appreciate the nuance given what most people know about this material. Um, but other than that, man, the colors are amazing. Like, I mean, I'm not a two-tone quartz lady per se, but like this like dark blue glacier structure in two-tone for a lady with diamond bezel is like it's hot yeah, it looks like good it, it looks it just looks good um you're also seeing some some integrations in full gold as you mentioned like the full uh yellow gold and, and sedna gold the the meteorite on these looks nuts yeah um and if and i like, can't and, yeah, and if, if you're if you're a bro who can't get a you know a 222 because you're not cool enough man this is a darn good 1a I mean, and, and even that, and like, even if you can't get a date just or a prezi, you know what I mean? Like, you can't go get a president right now. Why the hell would you want to have this? Like, it's got space rock on the dial. You know what I mean? Like, that to me is that's a it's a flex. It's a little bit of a flex. And these just look good. I mean, we got different metals between you know full gold, like you mentioned, steel and ceramic. The blue one that's in the full size is is steel and titanium. Yeah. Which I don't know if you caught the bezel is titanium on this one, um, and that's got the dark blue dial. I mean, they, they just look good. I'm I'm very excited to see these when they hit the stores. Uh, to my knowledge, they're not out yet, like in the retail space. But um, if I was gonna look to add a constellation to my collection, and I've waited this long, I could wait a little bit more for for one of these bangers. Yeah, because these are sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta agree. Got to agree on that. All right. Uh, plugging along. I think we got one left here. Uh, Yema is putting out another micro rotor. I think they've had it previously in the Wristmaster. <laughs> um, <laughs> now they've got it in the <laughs> Superman. They have the Superman Slim CMM.20. I'm not exactly sure where that name comes from. <laughs> no, I think it has to do with the manufacturer. I believe the 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 caliber is some some twenty in it. But um, yeah. But yeah, you're getting the Superman diver. It has that sort of a clasp lock. I mean, uh, not clasp lock, uh, crown lock look to it that they have mm -hmm. on on their their mm -hmm. divers. Um, they always have a funky bracelets on their stuff. This one's cool though. This the one's like a, a weird scaled five link. Um, kind of looks like a jubilee, and uh, yeah, it comes in blue or black. I'm not gonna lie, the blue looks an awful lot like a black bay 58 oh you know now that you said that yeah especially the, the, the black the, doesn't the obviously be, because yeah it's the shade of blue it's really the, shade of the, blue, the yeah. black doesn't really because it doesn't have the guilt or anything or the red but the blue that shade of blue is very very close i mean that yeah, might have been totally intentional maybe not but i could totally um, see that yeah but it, it comes it comes a little close but, and uh these are up in the the high end of their price spectrum as well these are around 24.90 us um yeah you know, you're paying for technology. They're trying to make their way up, uh, like well, everybody it's else a, is. It's a, it's an in-house caliber. I mean, yep. that's this yep. the the big thing that we had to do. I and mean, we talked about this off air. It's a blacked blacked out movement. It's a nice looking micro rotor. It yeah. looks amazing. It's very symmetrical. It's very eye pleasing, and you can tell a lot of design and a lot of thought went into the development of this movement. You got to give credit where credit is due. It looks good, um, 
and for them to charge, you know, twenty two ninety or whatever the hell it is. I mean, let's be honest, you know, a similar watch to this in terms of build quality would be like an Oris. And I would actually probably rather have this than an Oris because the movement is, is that much more interesting to me. The overall design attributes of the watch are that much more interesting to me. Like, I love the scale bracelet. I love the locking crown, bezel mechanism. Like, those things are kind of cool. They're kitschy and they're different, but they make the watch overall cooler than and more unique, in my opinion. So and, why uh, not give a, give a little props to a French startup? And not for nothing, 39 mils by just a hair under 10 thick for a dive watch. I mean, they call it the Superman Slim for a reason, sir. And that micro rotor certainly does help. Yeah, yeah, it does. That's uh, but those are those are some nice dimensions. I I would like to try one of these on, to say the least. Yeah, for sure. I mean, do, do these guys ever come out to wind up? Yes, I believe they. I'm pretty sure they were there because I remember talking okay. to the to the whoever was at the booth about that. I have the uh, Mecca Quartz Panda. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yep. And we we didn't cover this seventy hour power reserve. Very nice. 70-hour power reserve. So you're getting a 70-hour power reserve, micro-rotor, blacked-out movement, very symmetrical, looks very cool, ultra-thin, cool caliber. Definitely check it out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, so all of that that we just touched on is going to feed a little bit into what has been sort of on my mind lately, and that's that's the, you know, everybody's talking about the predictions for Watches and Wonders, but I'm talking more about just where things are currently at and where they're headed as far as trends go. I mean, certainly things I've seen today, uh, some of which have continued things that I've been noticing. Um, I'm definitely seeing a lot more meteorite for sure these days. I mean, I think a lot of people originally for, I can't remember which watch it was came out, but people were saying, Oh, this might be the year of the moon phase. Um, you know, we've been in the, the GMT phase quite a bit, you know, yeah, for at least, at be, least a year going yeah, on. We, going I don't know if we're leaving that or not, but we've been in the thick of that. Um, but we're definitely seeing a lot more meteorite. I mean, we've seen it in many of the micros, um, mm -hmm. you know, in some offshoot Rolex here and there, but now it's, it's really making its way into a lot of the big boys. I mean, we've seen Zenith recently with the El Primeros. We're seeing the Constellation. I mean, these are these are mainstay watch lines now that are uh, putting these out. Yeah. So I these think, aren't just... The and I yeah. think the first one of this year, at least to my recollection, was the, the Lunar Pilot, the Bulova. Ah, very nice. That's a, that's a good call. Yes, you're 100% right on that. That's I think that's the first one that you and I were kind of like, ah, maybe Meteorite. <laughs> I mean, it makes we're an all... awful lot of sense in that watch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it totally does. It's like, it's like a Speedmaster in Meteorite, right? It, it totally makes sense. It's, it's always funny to me. This is like an offshoot. People are like, oh, the Constellation, like, why does it have Meteorite? I was like, well, Constellations are groups of stars and they're in space they're in, they're in space <laughs> and they're like oh yeah yeah i was like okay you forgot i mean the, they literally used to have an observatory on the back of the watch i mean yeah yeah i mean some models still do my i like my that Glo I, my I globe think master has it my i would keep that i like that it's it is it is quite the quite a beautiful medallion that's for sure yeah so that's one i know i that's been sticking out in my head specifically um meteorite um Another one, I I really think we're you know we keep talking about prices, and I, I think it's just a, a factor of we're kind of in a weird financial time as far as the cost of things and all this you know you never know inflation and and rates and all this and 
Um, yeah. You know, not everybody pays attention to that, but I think everybody pays attention to, you know, money is not necessarily going as far as it has been. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think we're going to see brands putting out the affordable goodness in spades a little more often. I mean, we're seeing plenty of Seiko fives coming out now. Okay. Right. You've seen this uh, Suyosa lines just going, they're just railing on that with Citizen. I mean, Citizen's been putting out, they've been creeping up the ladder recently, but also you're seeing a lot at the the bottom tiers with that regard. Um, you know, Orient's putting out some new stuff. I've seen that they have some interesting, um, they put out the 38 millimeter Bambinos. They put out, they yeah. now have, a, I saw an Orient star recently. It has sort of like a cloudy looking dial, almost like Grand Seiko does. So, so they're, trying to get their stuff back on track. Um, you know, mm-hmm. they've always been a really good affordable mm-hmm. option. Um, I don't know if you've seen Casio's been putting out a lot of not so like analog watches. Yes. In, in a lot of like pastel colors. So, you know, sort of just getting in yes, on that yes, colorful but trend. But they're like it, it's basically like a quartz version of a Suyosa, like super bare bones, but like pastel colored dials, bracelet. Right. Some of them are fluted bezels. Some of them are the yeah, like the yeah. edifice line, but yeah, you're getting yeah, a lot yeah. of those pastel colors. They're getting in on that game, but at very, very affordable price points. And it's sure. just something I've seen popping up more and more. And people, they seem to be hitting with people around the internet from what I can see. I mean, they're not really yeah, there's a, there's my a cup guy, of tea per se. Th- yeah, they're definitely not mine either, but I've seen a guy that, that posted one. It's kind of an, uh, a sub-reference of that greater collection. And it's a Casio, but it's like a Moon Phase Quartz version too. So it's got like the Moon Phase calendar, maybe like a day and date, like in a subdial. Almost looks like a chronograph minus the pushers, but it has like a Moon Phase, if I'm not mistaken. And he always posts it. I'm always like, that looks that looks nice, you know. Like <laughs> if I had seventy five dollars to just blow on a whim, like why not? Like it's it's one of those like drunk eBay purchases. Like yeah. Yeah, this is this this hits. And then it's one of those watches like you'll get and you're like, yeah, I'll get this to the barista who's always been nice to me at Starbucks. You know, <laughs> like, hey man, you look like you need a cool watch. <laughs> like, here you go. It's just like one of those like token giveaway watches, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, it it would be a cool watch to to make somebody's day and and uh, and just get something in the hobby or just to have yep. a nice time element. It just looks nice. Nice, nice seed planter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But you know, the thing the thing that I'm noticing myself and 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 what you're saying about the the lower end spectrum aspect of of is there, certainly. But I'm also starting to see the complete 180 opposite. Where like the higher tier brands are getting more and more and more and more expensive and it's like is that going to continue or are we going to start to see the the higher end brands the Omegas, the Zenits, the 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 Breitlings, the Rolexes, are they going to give us something that's going to be in that lower price point? Or are they going to continually say, hey, you know what? We're going to have our annual price increase every year. Yeah, I mean, certainly not in the low, low prices, but, um, you know, it, it's always a weird thing. You wonder if in the, in the boardroom, if they're like, listen, people who buy our stuff are going to be able to buy our stuff. And that's a that. real possibility. You know, it's, it's a hard thing to grasp especially because we're not there and we don't play in those uh realms that they they do of crazy money like that but you know they might just say listen this is our price point and this is who we are and people who can't afford our stuff buy our stuff and they're you know that's and, and that's our customer regardless yeah, that's our customer right yeah. so they might say we don't have to come down like that i mean there's plenty of people who are sort of filling those 
niches, right? I mean, even you've seen Aura's sort of run the gamut from cheaper to now much more expensive. I mean, there's uh there's a lot. There's a lot in there, but that's that's why I'm seeing these sort of uh they're not super super affordable but you i mean you're getting a good span like i said from from those casios to the timexes to you know even though even the swatch releases i mean to 260 for a moon swatch you know a little more for a blanc pond but by comparison to what you could be spending i mean not crazy so yeah um you know i'm i think people are seeing the value of still making accessible and affordable stuff i mean you saw what they raked in on the moon swatch and i i yeah i really think i mean i really think seiko should bring the these resin i mean they're not divers oh, but they're yeah. dive style watches i think so they should really bring those over to the u.s and, and just make them they would they would crush make they would, them they would kick ultra ass. available because i mean i've i've realized today that i've been wearing this one for about a year and just beating the piss out of it at work every day and it it honestly doesn't <laughs> look any worse for the wear and it's still ticking right on time so well, i think seiko. uh yeah, I mean, it's got it's got a four hour movement in it. It's not like it's got a slouch movement. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, you don't have to do, you don't have to do the Seiko shake to wind it up. Every no, day. and I, but I, sure. I really think they should really make these uh, available, and you know, and just go, you know, a whole bunch of different colors and just go nuts on them. I think. Dude, could you I, imagine that in like a full pink or like a full like turquoise blue? Like that would just be awesome. It would be cool, but even awesome. I think the fact that it's it's resin, you can get away with making you know. Do the entire bezel one color? Do the case one color? Like go nuts, you know. Do do weird dials, you know. It again. There, I think this was. Uh, I can't remember what they cost. I think it was like one ninety or something. Dude, it, it it was it was something like egregiously low. Yeah, like it was for, something like. I mean, if, if it's <laughs> terrible, I won't even regret it. So I, I feel like that would be an awesome offer. I think I think it was one ninety because like we both decided to be a little bit extra generous to the guy that helped us get them. So yeah, I, I was think gonna was say I think it was like cheaper than that. I think it was like one seventy five. Like, and we right. like we're like yeah, one ninety sounds fair. <laughs> Here's like fifteen twenty dollars for your trouble. Yeah, it was shipping from Australia. I mean. <laughs> But I think I think that would be a sick move, and I think if other brands want to hop on that, I think they should. I mean, you know, people are kind of down with the alternative case materials, even if they are something yeah. cheap like a like a resin or a plastic. Like if you can make it where it doesn't feel cheap, or you can make it that it's an attractive piece, people will still buy it. So yeah, I, I I mean I would like to see some of that. I mean, it's look I I haven't worn my my res is is as often as you have, just for other reasons. But I mean, I love the watch. I put it on. It's like it just it it's a cool freaking watch. And this is one of those watches that, and like, eventually, you know, like I I it, it's kind of funny to say, but sometimes like I buy stuff like knowing I probably won't wear it, but like my kids probably will wear it at some point. And to me, it's kind of like you know, this is a watch I could save for a kid. You know, like they go to high school and they're like, "Hi, hey, Dad, I want a cool watch." Like, and if I lose it. You're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna be sad. <laughs> like, here, take this Rescax and go forth with God. Yeah, go. <laughs> you know, just go beat the piss out of it and just enjoy it. Because yeah. if you lose it, you break it, it gets stolen. It's not a big deal. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, yeah. But but in a time where I think you want to be grabbing as many new watches as possible, I think that is a superb way to do it. Is totally entry totally, level stuff totally, totally. that looks like your cool stuff that you already have, and make it playful and fun and just get the hooks in them now and don't worry down the line. I mean, I, I, I think I've, I mentioned my, uh, my wife's cousin, he, he just got his first watch and, you know, he was the one who showed me the, the cocktail time he wanted to buy and everything. And, you know, I saw him the other day and I said, the first thing I said to him was, 
so have you bought your second yet? And he's like, you know, I've been looking. And I'm like, yeah, I do know what you've been looking. Like, I'm a, I was degenerate. Like, I was you. Know, you. I, was I was you. you. What you? <laughs> so it's just funny. It's funny to, to see it play out the well, same with every single person. Did did he did he kind of see where he where, where he was at? What what is he thinking? Uh, you know, I can't remember. He showed me something. I'm trying to remember what it was. It was a citizen. I remember that. I can't remember which citizen it was. <laughs> It might have been. Now that I think about it, it might have been. been it's a yes. I mean, that would not. That wouldn't be a bad pick. That's for sure. No, not at all. So you go from you go from like cocktail time to like sport dress. Yeah, I can see that. Well, you get one sort of ultra detail, and then one that's yeah. like sort of very plain, but not any worse. Just just you know, standard looking watch. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean those are those are some things that I have sort of been on my radar. Um, I'm also curious if color will fade out at some point, like if the color thing will get played out. Um, oh, it's going to one hundred percent. It's going. Well, I, and you know what it is. I'm seeing, and you know, sometimes these sort of mainstream but not so mainstream brands will sometimes be the canary in the coal mine and stuff like this. Like I'm seeing a lot of like earth tones from like the Nomoses. Yeah. Right, a lot of like the the brown, the copper, the gray. This, this whole like, like the the no color aesthetic thing, I hate it. But it it's coming from TikTok to to it, like home design and decor. It's like this like this whole thing of like having the absence of color is the it's like neutral everything. I'm like, this is gonna be in the watches soon, and here we're we're I think we're on the cusp. Of it. I completely agree with you. We're like on the cusp of this like. Less color, less saturation, less you know neutrality. Everything neutral, neutral, neutral. And I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not here for it. Yeah, and you're 100 percent right about that because they are repaint, they are re remodeling the interior of my workplace, and a ton of it is just white, Beige. gray. Yeah, I'm like, the people who are there every day are like, isn't this kind of like lifeless? But all right, yeah. you know, it's fine. Yeah. Like it's modern, okay? It's modern. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's so stupid, it, and. Get it five years and we'll be back on like dark gray and like black and we'll go back. Blue. We'll go back to blue and green. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, just it's like somebody has to justify their job. So someone's gonna be like, this year is the Pantone color. This is it. This is the color of the year. And then everything is based off of that one color, and then it changes. Yeah, that's like, the okay. truth. That is the truth. It's okay. I'll just keep rocking my red dial watch, and everyone else can go be beige and boring. Yeah, but then you know what happens 10 years later. They're like, oh, why didn't I buy something like that? That's what I'm banking that's on, goes. dude. That's, that's what's funny. It's funny. It's like a lot of people don't know this, but Omega made a Red Dial Aquaterra like 20 years ago. It was only for the J Japanese market, but it was a it was a like first generation Aquaterra from like the early 2000s, but it had a fire engine red dial. And like you can find them online. But it was like a JDM piece only and super rare. I've never seen one, but I know that they exist. But it's like, man, to be able to like at the sales counter be like, yeah, this is this is the one. That's that's the one I want. And then to be able to do that like 20, 30 years later, like, yes. Yeah, there's is, a uh, there's a a rare rendition of the SARB, the 035033, like the prototypical affordable mm -hmm. dress watch. Yeah. There is a red dial variant of that. It's very rare, but yeah. like they go for big money now. And you know, if you were lucky enough to snag one, like 
But that's my that's my whole thing. It's like why why not? You know, like why not try to get something cool and unusual that will be unique and unusual. I mean, because the way I look at it, this watch is already unique and unusual now in twenty four. Like what's it gonna be like in thirty four? Yeah. You know, ten years from now, when the entirety of the watch industry has devolved and then evolved again, it's still gonna be fucking cool. Right? It's still gonna be freaking cool. By then that'll be considered a small watch again. Yes. When they're all forty six and forty seven millimeters. God, oh. 38 millimeters only girls were at 38 uh, you know i i have this i had this <laughs> meme that i was working on and i have it i think i have it saved in my drafts and it's pretty funny it's uh i took i took a diagram because my my younger son is very into dinosaurs now and so okay. I, I happened to take a diagram of like the eras and the time periods like you know cretaceous mesozoic yeah, 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 and yeah. i just replaced them all with like traits of watches that were popular then like so, you know, is uh, and, it, and it, I only brought it back like, let's say 10 years. So 10 years ago was when the jumbo watches were cool. And so yeah, the, yeah. So the, the period is jumbo, but the era is small PP because like, you know, you're clearly compensated. <laughs> you're compensated so, yeah. and, you know, and then next to it, I have an example. And so it's got a Panerai and a big pilot, and, you know, you're. <laughs> And but so like you know I, I went up the whole thing and I haven't posted it yet because I'm not sure if it's perfect yet because I, I no matter what somebody will give me flack for one of my choices and blah 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 but it's it's just that's that's the the it's cost of doing have, business it's probably because they have a big pilot and small PPs so. yeah but you know but I but I fully accept and and this is in the caption I have set up for it that I I began in my small PP era because my you know I started off with the turtle I mean it's a 44 millimeter watch that's just, that's not a small watch. <laughs> I began in the small PP era. All right? I, I own that. I'm not. I'm not running from that. But it's. I'll, he, I'll put it up one day. Soon, but I, I, I just don't think it's. I just yeah. And I just. I just don't think it's perfect yet. So I haven't posted it, but it's. It's there, and it's in my mind constantly. <laughs> it's. Uh, it sounds like it's going to be hilarious when you do post it. It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. But um. But yeah, as far as uh, as far as trends go, you have any anything spicy you think is uh, coming down the pipe? I think right now is kind of the weirdest place for me because I feel like whatever's about to come next is completely unexpected. That's just the way that I've been feeling about everything. Like I, you know, normally over the last few years that we've been doing this, like I can kind of spot certain trends and we can say certain things and we can predict certain things. But like now I'm in this, this mode where I, I literally don't know what's coming, when it's coming, how it's coming. And what's the market reception of this? Because, and we talked a little bit about this last year, I just feel disconnected. I feel that more so now. Like, I feel like I I know what I want to come. I'm having trouble trying to decide if watches have become passe or not. I, like, I don't I, dislike I, them anymore, but I'm trying to gauge the overall feeling towards it. I mean, maybe. Like obviously they were hot during pandemic. Nobody had anything to do. They were all curious for a new hobby. Yeah, you know, they yeah. definitely we definitely hooked a lot of people. Yeah. But I'm trying to figure out if it's still in an uptrend, if it's maintaining, or if it's just sort of dwindling out. As far as I think it's plat- I think it's plateauing. I think it's certainly plateauing. I think all this all this exponential growth, which is fantastic. We got new people into the hobby, but now it's kind of like they're like, oh, well, I guess all my submariners I bought during the pandemic aren't really worth anything now i'm losing my butt on it so let's just sell them 
And it's just kind of like, yeah, that was a cool thing for a moment. You know? But I'm just in this point where I just, I don't know what brands are going to give us. And and it feels like everything that they do give us up until this point is like, is it necessary? Do I need it? You know? Yeah, I do think we're due for some new lines, like some new interesting lines. From we we got to get something. We're man. getting a lot, a lot, a lot of the same stuff. That, that, that that's what i'm saying is like uh, whatever's whatever i hope is coming is going to be something that's going to be big and completely different than what we've been receiving okay let me just you know to be devil's advocate speedmaster like if i'm going to do a speedmaster give me something do, new like give me a new speedmaster give me a new 300 meter like shake something up you know I think people are looking for the unexpected. And I think the brand that can really deliver that is going to be the brand will be quote unquote crowned the brand of the year. You know, somebody can do this that will knock everybody on their butt. And I think that's the challenge. Like, honestly, man, I know people are like doing all these Rolex predictions and stuff. Like, I, I, I've looked at them all. They're it's the most all the same stuff. It's, it's, it's most all the same ones every year. Coke, bezel, titanium. This, uh, you know, it's it's always this the same is stuff. So uninspired, man. Like just, and it, all it is is clicks for your website. I get it. I totally understand it. Yeah, you that's know? what it is. It, it's, but come on, bro. They're not gonna listen to you. They're not gonna give you a blue yacht master with new hands on an oyster flex. It, they're not and they're not going to take away the fact that it says yacht master 2 in the most garish text on the bezel because they want you to hate them and you're going to hate by it you know it, it, it's just it, i don't know there's so many moving parts right now in the industry it's kind of hard to to isolate we're seeing the growth of the lower tier market we're seeing the rapid expansion of the upper market we're seeing brands slowly starting to plateau and fail. We're seeing economic downturn on the horizon globally. And so people are becoming more restrained with their finances, which I totally understand. And I'm just kind of like, Watches and Wonders is like a few weeks away. And I'm just kind of like. <laughs> yeah. It's, Hope it's, it's good. It's a little bit, yeah. It's a little bit of bad timing on that, on that front, but. um. Hope it's good. But yeah, but you know what it is? I think I think it's a lot of what we talk about. I think it's like the the you know, I think it's it's wide open for the the tag hoyers of the of the bunch to make a splash. I mean, they don't get me wrong, the the glass box has been a welcomed addition for them, and I think that was a really totally agree. really totally good. Agree. You know, they gave you the skipper, they gave you that new uh greenish-looking one that we Dude, the Wizard both. of Oz, man, yeah. Emerald City like I want to make that name stick by the way. <laughs> Emerald City or whatever they call it, like that is that's a that's a nice looking tag. That's what I'm saying. It's a very nice watch. So I think if they can keep that momentum up, I I really think that they have potential to regain some market I share. I mean, but that was also before they had CEO changes and I know, the entire shake like up of the Russian roulette or musical chairs. Yeah, in, exactly. In their boardrooms over at LVMH, but I'm like, bro, okay. <laughs> I'm telling you that that whole LVMH just seems like one big episode of Succession. Well, it was it was funny. I mean, I totally agree with that. But it was funny. I was uh, I was uh, 
I was at a jewelry store, and somebody that was there, um, by coincidence, used to work for Tiffany. And this was in like the last few months. Like they had just recently exited, and they were saying that here in the United States, the entire upper organization within Tiffany that was there prior to LVMH, not a single person from the United States Tiffany's is in control of anything anywhere for all to be operations in the u.s like they have literally wiped the slate clean with everyone that would have been from tiffany company from prior management before lvmh and they just wiped everyone out and everyone now is like a french dude he's like he's like i had to leave he's like i could not stomach it anymore like it was just like he was getting unbearable like everyone that i respected everyone that i knew was getting canned they were getting fired they were transferring out it was it was weird. So and like now they're all replaced with these different people that don't really understand American culture per se. And he's like, I couldn't do it. I had to leave. Wow. Yeah. And that's one of the most successful brands. Yeah. Around. I mean, we'll see how long they stay successful. I mean, we talked about the Pokemon nonsense last time too, so <laughs> That happened. Yeah. You can Google it. It, it was happened. real. It, it's a real thing. It's not <laughs> April yet. No, definitely not April yet. Although April Watches and Wonders might be an April Fool's joke right, waiting to be unpacked. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, we're finally getting a Platinum Submariner. I'm like, you've had the same prediction for the last five years. Eventually, it will probably become true. Yeah, well, it's almost like everything is on some anniversary always. So it's always, oh, it's an anniversary. Let's see. Right. And, you know, Rolex always does this for this anniversary. So therefore, it must be this. For the 75th anniversary of the Submariner, we're going to do a platinum and chocolate. (laughs) It's the same rendering. You just change the color of the second hand every year. Nah, that's all about it's, the clicks. That's that's it's, all it's the different. name Rolex drives traffic. I mean, that's just a fact. That's all it is. And yeah. you know, letting people uh bat fight in the comments section, get you engagement. That's that's what it's all about. Oh, sure. Of course. I right? know that. I mean, that's why you see all these these I mean, even the blogs now doing these kind of cringy posts with the oh uh where they put like three tiers of watches, it's like one dollar, three dollar, five dollar, and they'll be like, You have eight dollars, build your perfect collection. And you're like, Stop, come on. This is like a this is like this came from like sports Instagram where you were like build your perfect team and you get like a point yeah. guard, a shooting guard, and a center, and it's like, okay, yeah, all right, fine. You I'll know, bite. You, you can get yeah, you can get John Stockton, MJ, and Shaq for eight dollars. I get it, but like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like you don't need this kind of traffic. Come on, this is this is this is child's play. Most people who are in this hobby are thirty plus. I will say most. I'm not gonna say all. I'm not going to say all. I would agree with that. I but, would agree with that. But even just based on my metrics of who, because I can see who follows my stuff. I mean, and I think even my content trends a little younger than most. Uh-huh. And even mine are like 25 plus. So like, but like, you're, you're, you know, you're a, a venerated watch blog. You don't need to be making content like that. Not for nothing. Yeah. And like yeah. now you're even seeing like, even, I mean, even Hodinkee's on TikTok now. Like, they got to they hit Gen cringe, Z, cringe, cringe. Like. They gotta hit the Gen Z, man. That's the that's the next uh, demographic. That demographic that doesn't give a crap about you. They want you to change everything that you've ever done as an organization that's made you successful. 
to their every whim. And as soon as you change it, they will pivot on you and you'll become irrelevant. That's who Gen Z is. You cannot understand them. They don't understand themselves. That's what yeah. I've been saying for years. So don't <laughs> do not do anything that's trying to market to them. Just keep being you and your authentic original self and they will eventually gravitate towards you. You think Nike needs to attract Gen Z? No, they just no. keep pumping out shoes and Gen Z will want to buy them. That's the... That's, this is going to be the big downfall of these these companies. They're trying so much to market themselves to Gen Z when Gen Z cannot be marketed to. Yeah, yeah, that, that is kind of an interesting point. Like, just just don't do it. Just keep staying in your lane and keep producing products because eventually you will inspire people to want to own those products. I agree with that. I think that's a good sentiment. I mean, it, it's again, you think Cartier market source Gen Z? No, they just produce profile stuff and they put on the red carpet and people see an advertisement and they want it period end of story yeah you got enough rappers mentioning cartier as they call it cartier as i heard in this song today <laughs> oh, so cringe cartiers i was like cartiers. i can't remember who it was somebody at work was playing a song on oh, the god on the, the bluetooth speaker and i was like oh cartier that's funny they're like, yeah, what's wrong with that? I'm like, mm. uncultured. Guilloche. <laughs> you got some of them cheese out there? Uh, yeah, man, I don't know. I I can honestly say I'm not super excited for Watches and Wonders. I know it's coming. Like, yeah, I hope I'm going to be pleasantly surprised. I hope I'm, I'm going to go with low I'm expectations at. and I'm going to be like, yeah, because there's been years where I'm like, it's going to be sick. It's going to be sick. And then and it's the biggest letdown. You're like, what the hell is this? Yeah, I remember, I re- dude, I remember back in the day with Basel, RIP, like I would be the guy that would wake up at four in the morning to check all of the postings, everything, yeah. cause, like sending stuff to my clients back in the day when I was in the store. And I'd be like, all right, this came out, this dropped, this dropped, this is announced, we check out this, you know, all right, let me put you on the wait list. Like I was active, you know, like that was a thing. It's like now nobody cares. And whatever you see at six months, you know, like it, it's going to take a while. So I don't know. It's interesting, but you know, really there hasn't been anything that's knocked my socks off in, in quite some time. I, I will say though, I think Rolex is due for a hitter. I think that they are. Allowed, I would say that they are. I, I think that they've allowed the consumer base to become complacent enough that yeah, they're they, due for something. They're big. due for another, uh, like when they brought back the Pepsi and everybody's like, you know, like, yeah, I, I and I don't know what it's going to be. I, but I feel like, honestly, bro, I, this is what I think. I feel like if they are going to bring back something new, like a Coke or something like that, they need to bring it with like a technological revolution. Like, it can't just be an aesthetic change that everyone's been asking for. Like it needs to be an aesthetic change, and it needs to be a fundamental change to their brand. Yeah. Well, they got the dough to do it. They got they the people the to do it. It's just more a question if they want to do it. I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's they don't like, know if ev- they have to do it. <laughs> yeah, but eventually, people are gonna like. I, I'm I'm seeing it from everyone that I talk to. So many people are turned off by the brand. They don't want to. But that's they don't want to do business but anymore. But the, the bigger the bigger thing is that you could even. The enthusiasts can turn their back on them and they'd be okay. No, 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 no. I, I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. My point, though, is 
if they're gonna if they're gonna keep themselves on the top of the leaderboard, they have to do something that's going to establish that position for them. Like, let me give you a prime example. There was this guy that I commented on the post. It was a Rolex post the other day about how they produce their their eighteen karat gold. And basically, it was a marketing thing. It's like we take you know the best twenty four karat gold and we, you know. We introduced some of the most amazing metals into the mixture to make it the most supreme 18 karat gold it can be, something like that. And in the way that they're describing this, coming from the watch and jewelry industry, I'm like, wow. So you described 95% of how the industry makes gold. And this dude was like, no, that's not entirely true because you could cut gold with tin or with copper and all these other things, and, and it doesn't make it quite as nice. Duh. And I was like, yeah, but no luxury brand is going to do that. Uh, a fellow alchemist. <laughs> I'm like, Cartier is not mixing tin no. <laughs> into their gold. So maybe a lower tier product, sure. But anything that is going to be of high value, a Rolex, an Omega, a Paddock, a Cartier, a Breitling, like if it is a high-end brand, they're not cutting their gold content with non-precious metals or semi-precious metals. I mean, like I was like, I didn't, I didn't, I literally didn't even respond because I was like, this is the most stupid response, and I'm not going to get into a troll fest with this guy who knows nothing about the watch and jewelry industry. But to everyone that was in the comments, like, oh my god, Rolex's gold is amazing, and it's just like a bunch of just sheep, just like. Hey, like this is so amazing. It's so cool to see behind. It's like they didn't tell you anything. All they said is they make 18 karat gold. It's the same process as every other gold on the planet. Yeah, it's all marketing, you know. It's... Minus a few different percentage changes to make the gold proprietary. Like it, it, it doesn't make sense. But the lemmings buy it as if it's like gospel. You know? It's like I was like, this is this is stupid. That is what a name does for you. I mean, I guess, man. So we'll see. I just feel like they're due for something big. And it better not be something stupid like a Platinum Submariner. No, it has to be something people really want to lust after that they can actually dream of attaining, you know? Well, I mean, don't you remember they did that? They did that bait and switch when they came back with the Pepsi. They're like, here's the Pepsi. It's back. Oh, yeah. yeah. By the way, it's a white gold. <laughs> and everyone was like, what the hell? Yeah, and then a few years later, like, it's in steel. Can't get it, but it's in steel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah, but... Yeah, we'll no, I think you're right. Though. I think I think they need to, they're going to come up with... Some, they're going to try to set another trend like like they, they did when they sort of made the color explosion happen. I, I, but um, see, I don't think that that... I, mean, I don't know. For them, that was avant-garde. Like that's not really their. That's not their bag. Well, okay. I will. I will say. I will say the the colorful ops were. I mean, because we're we're now what a few years on from that. Yeah, I'd say that was a big. That was a big trend. That inspired you know the Omega shades and all these other companies to start really doing color again. And okay, call it what you will. Um, but like everything after that hasn't been relevant. Like the 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 celebration dial OP with like all the stupid colors from the other versions, like that was dumb. The puzzle piece date justs and and like uh or not date just but day dates, like what is this? 
Stupid. That's what it is. Dumb. Yeah, not my favorite. Certainly not my favorite. <laughs> not my favorite at all. I mean, complete waste of time. Green GMT. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! Like we changed the color of the Kermit or the Sermit. It's now slightly darker. It's like, yeah, but I think that's what they do. I think they're trying to set you up for for maybe a decent year this year. But we'll see. We'll. I mean, it's all it's all conjecture at this point. We'll we'll see what this wacky bezel is going to come out as, and uh, who knows? Yeah, for sure. But, uh, but that's it, man. That's all I got. Yeah, a couple weeks away, but uh. Yeah, till then, you know, keep an eye eye out, ear to the ground, see if we get any leaks, right? Always somebody seems like they spill the beans a little early. Yeah, we'll see. See if uh Weeko has anything up his sleeve. He wants to Oh my god. <laughs> he wants to let the leaker the leaker in chief, bro. <laughs> the sieve in chief. Uh all right. Well, I think we could put a cap on this one, my friend. So I will uh catch you next time. And we'll you see. the folks out there as well. We'll see you then. 